All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from behind the microphone at the Rock and Roll Garage, it's your Uncle Jimmy with another episode of Grease the Wheels, your weekly automotive technician podcast, here to help you make it through another week. I want to talk to you today. The subject today is going to be used cars, and uh, it doesn't really ring true, or it's really not uh, something that a lot of the technicians who might listen to this podcast, it's not something that you have to deal with too often. But I would dare say that at some point, it will come and get you. It will come and get you. Now, what I mean when I'm talking about used cars, what I'm talking about is actually working on cars that are not yet owned by the next owner. They're owned by some sort of company, possibly yours if you work at a dealership, possibly yours if you work at a used car lot, or maybe just some guy who rolled in off the street who sells cars wholesale or maybe retail, and he has a problem and he wants you to fix it. And so he's contacted your shop and he's brought his car to you. And there's one thing that every used car guy, regardless of where it is they work, or who they work for, they all have one thing in common, and that is they are the cheapest, the biggest money-grubbing bastards out there. They don't want to spend even one motherfucking nickel on that car. They don't. They don't want to. They don't want to fix anything. They want to take a car that they got from wherever, whether it got traded in, or whether they bought it off a private owner, or you know whatever reason, for whatever reason they've gotten their hands on it, and they are charged with selling it to somebody else, either through their own business, their own used car lot, or their own dealership, and they don't wanna spend a fucking penny on that car. And yet, it's effed up. Something's wrong with it. And so now you get it. And this is the... This is honestly, I think, probably the worst customer that you could ever have. Now, I don't wanna lump them all into one group, which I already have, but they are, as a general tendency, as a stereotype, they are the cheapest cocksuckers walking the face of the earth. They are the most money-grubbing bastards ever brought forth from the slime. I'm serious. Some of them are worse than others. All of them are bad, I believe. Okay. Now, I've worked in several different situations where I had to deal with used car guys. And because they are just a part of the business, you have to decide personally how you want to deal with them. Now, I think in a lot of cases, I think probably in some cases, I shouldn't say a lot of cases, I think in in a lot of cases, you probably hate them. And I wouldn't blame you. I know why. I know why you hate them. But in some cases, you don't hate them because you don't know them. You don't work for them. You don't have to deal with them. And maybe, just maybe, in some other cases, your used car guy, whether he's a used car manager or a used car broker or he owns a used car lot, maybe, just maybe, he's a nice guy and he's not a money-grubbing cocksucker. He's not a cheap son of a bitch. Maybe. I'd like to meet the motherfucker, <laughs> but because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't exist. He's kind of like the fucking Loch Ness Monster, the Yeti. He might be out there somewhere, but I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, these guys don't... The, if, you, if they bring you a car and you tell them something's wrong with it and then they make up an estimate, they're going to beat the shit out of the service advisor or the shop owner or maybe even you over what the fuck they need to do to fix the car. And a lot of times they'll say, well, can't you just make that thing work for another couple of days? I've had that happen. And you might laugh at that, but that's that's the fucking truth. Could you, uh, I don't know, program it and make it work 
Could I pay you a nickel to wire tie it up? Could I have you just fix the wires to it? Or can you just clean the corrosion out of it? Or, you know, can you, can you solder a new diode into the module or no, you need to fix it right. No, no, no. That's not in their vocabulary. They're not going to understand you. You might as well be speaking German. They don't want to do that. They're not going to fix the car, right? What they have to do, and it is simple. This is their mantra. This is what they live by. Buy low, sell high, simple. And anytime they incur any kind of cost, they're gonna chafe and twist in the wind like nothing you ever saw before because they have to spend some of the money that they might have earned either for themselves or for their company because their company knows the deal. Their company knows, they pay them a bonus probably, in a lot of cases they do anyway, on how much money they make. And if you cut into that, even with a fucking $10 part, you're reducing their bonus. If you tell them they need pads and rotors on a car. They're gonna argue with you. Oh, those pads are fine. Can you just cut those rotors? No, they're two millimeters under spec. You need to fucking replace them. And you have to change the pads, okay? Not fucking doing that. You have to be firm, honest to God, and your company has to be firm in their standards for repairs if you're gonna do them. Now, I think if you work an independent, their standards could be all over the board and they may have a lot of customers a lot of clients who are used car lots, uh, used car brokers and such, and they do cheap nondescript type repairs involving wire ties and duct tape and spit, gum, fucking who even knows what else, you know? And, and they'll, they'll come back over and over and over again. Um, I have a story to relate to you about a gentleman I, I worked with a few years ago who left where we were working and he went to work for a used car lot. Uh, they had a shop and they would fix cars so they could put them on their used car lot and they sold a lot of used cars. They sold a lot, so he was busy. Whenever he told them that he needed something to make a car work correctly, they would ignore him. They would tell him not to worry about it or they would want him to sort of try to rig it up so that it'll work or they would get them used parts, uh, maybe off another car. Um, and if they sold that car first, they would take the parts back off of it, put on the other one. Uh, it was it was terrible. And, and also too, because used car guys are the cheapest cocksuckers going, his support staff was people who have been, <laughs> I think his support staff was people who have been convinced that the uh, minimum wage was actually a couple, two, three dollars lower than it really was, and they bought it. So, because his support staff was terrible and uh, he belly ached about it quite a bit and ended up leaving there, which was a good thing for at least him, probably not for the garage or for the shop, because he, he knew what he was up to, he knew what he was doing, and he just wasn't allowed to practice that. Now, you might think that this is the domain of, of these cheap little rundown car lots where you can buy a car for a thousand bucks down and 50 bucks a week for 10 years. Um, but it's not. It's also your uh, your larger car dealers and, uh, and even prestigious ones that will do the same sorts of things. I know at one dealership I worked at, we had a car that was being delivered. It was a used car and it was out front to be delivered, was cleaned. Everything on it was, was good. But something, a light came on and I want to say it was an airbag light maybe. I don't, this was a long time ago. It was an airbag light. And when they pulled the car into the shop, I scanned the airbag light, and it was just one of these things where you just quick delete the fault and it's gone. Maybe a, a sensor or a airbag had gotten unplugged and the key was on, 
and then when they plugged it back in the check engine or the uh, not the check engine but the airbag light was still on and they don't clear themselves like a check engine light might also at the same time it had uh, it was due for an oil service it was right in the red it said oil service due now so without asking him okay because we were supposed to be empowered as employees of this dealership you are empowered to do things and not have to ask okay great so what i did as an empowered employee <laughs> i went and changed the oil on it you know an oil filter seven quarts of oil boom turn the light off send it on its way you would have thought i murdered the used car manager's firstborn he was so fucking angry he screamed at me why did you change the oil why did you do this why did you why did you change the oil in there and i said it said it was due you're gonna sell a car to somebody from a reputable dealer like we are with an oil service due oh you guys are just trying to fuck me every chance you get you're trying to fuck me i'm like are you kidding me i ended up just laughing at him it's like fuck you this guy though he he was kind of he was a nice guy and i liked him i i can't can't deny that he's likable he had a charisma about him but he was a shifty son of a bitch he i found out one night uh we were working late in the shop and he brought a car in and just asked one of the guys to scan it and see what the faults were it turns out that he somebody called him about a car and said i want to sell my car to your dealership and he said oh okay well i'll come out and take a look at it and then it was a nice car it was a newer car and it was in excellent condition and the guy didn't want hardly shit for it I mean, really, it was probably a $15,000 car, and he wanted five grand for it. So my used car manager bought it himself. Yeah, fuck the dealer, right? Okay. So he ended up buying that car himself, and then he ended up selling it himself to somebody who was looking for something like that. And he probably made 10, 12, maybe even 15 grand. If I know this guy, he probably made 15 grand on that. But they were calling the dealership to sell that car. So... And then, I mean, I can't really, I don't really, and I'm not, I'm not gonna make a judgment call on this one. I just, it's not what I would have done. It's what he did. I don't feel like that was really all that wrong. I mean, you know, somebody calls up and says they wanna sell you their car. If it's a good, good deal. And I had the opportunity, I probably would have taken it too. And I know that he made out on it. I know that it was extraordinarily lucrative for him because I saw the car, it was a nice car. So uh, later on, uh, we had another episode, but uh, by this time I had already figured out how he is. It was not a mystery anymore. Uh, we had a car that came in and this was the car was probably about eight or nine years old at the time But it was immaculate. It was just beautiful Very very well taken care of detailed. I mean it was gorgeous. Really. It was a black on black convertible Really nice car nice good model of a car But the car had had a cooling system problem and Instead of when it started to overheat instead of stopping like they should do because really what customer ever stops when the fucking cooling system's leaking instead of stopping they kept going and they drove until the engine stopped running and then you know did they get a tow truck no why would they do that they waited for it to cool down started up and drove it some more until it stopped again and i think they probably did this maybe maybe four or five more times and so it didn't want to run right it was definitely not going to run right after that and so they brought it into the shop and I got a hold of it. And I'm looking at it and the head gasket is so blown. I think I could see light between the cylinder head and the block. That's not true, but it probably would have been if I'd looked close enough. But uh, it was obvious to me that the head gasket was, uh, the head gasket was Alvedersane. So I uh, 
put some water in it and I couldn't get it to run. So I thought, well, okay, if there's water spilling over into the cylinders, maybe it won't run. So I drained all the water out and got it running. And actually it ran okay. But when something of that nature overheats in such a violent manner, it's the, the engine's no good. It, the, the block was not savable. It was an aluminum block, had threaded inserts in it, and they were all popped. There was not going to be something that could be repaired. It was going to need to be completely replaced. And while I was looking at it, and this is the worst, <laughs> the worst thing that I see happens. It happens every day in the shops I work in. Uh, the used car manager came out and took a look at it. I'm like, oh, great. You know, this guy got a hold of the used car. This guy said something to a salesman. I want to trade in my car. It's no good anymore. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, there wasn't any chance of me buying a car. So, But I asked the used car manager anyway. I said, well, you know, what are you going to give the guy for it? And he goes, well, you know, I give him 2,500 bucks for it. I said, well, I said, if he doesn't want to go for it, I'll give him 2,500 bucks for it. I give him up to three grand for it. Because his car was really clean and sweet. And like I said, it was a convertible. It was very, very nice. Black on black. It was just a really, really nice car. Really clean. I mean, obviously, except for the engine the whole engine thing. And even the engine was clean. It was probably really, really clean on the inside too because it had been steam cleaned. So anyway, he, uh, they ended up doing a deal. They gave this customer a new car and they took this one in on trade and they gave him 2,500 bucks for it. And there was absolutely no fucking way in hell that he was gonna let me buy that car. There was no way in hell. And I knew that, okay? If I had talked to the customer, I probably could have bought the car from him for 2,500 bucks. Easy, no problem. But because it got into the mix, it got across the used car manager's desk, that's it, it's all over, okay? You are not gonna get, you are not gonna get a good deal on a car like that from one of these guys. It's not gonna happen. I, I know that this happens everywhere I work too, where a car comes in and it's kind of effed up and you know they gave the guy X amount of dollars for it and the technician's like, I could fix it. Well, let me give you that much money for it. And they're like, no, no, they won't do it. And, and a lot of times, and I know that this has happened in the past, and a lot of times the technician gets pissed off because it's like, you just wanna, you just wanna fuck me. You know, and that's what they think. That's, that's the way we think. We, we're training ourselves to think that way anyway. But it's not really the case, okay? This guy is under obligation to his boss to make as much money as he can off of the cars. And when they say off of the cars, I mean every car, including that one that you want, okay? They're not gonna let you buy it and turn around and watch you make money on it. It's not gonna happen. They won't, they won't let it happen. Okay, and you're gonna get, and I mean, if it happens to you, you're gonna get mad at the used car guy. And you can go ahead and get mad at him. He's a piece of shit, so fuck him, right? Okay, but I got along with this one. So I said to him, I said, well, you know what? I drain the water out of it and it actually runs and drives. Um, it's not gonna run and drive for very long, but you can run and drive it. And so he was like, okay. So he took it to an auction and he wrote on the windshield, has engine problem. Couldn't possibly be more vague if he tried. Has an engine problem, went through the auction and they got 8,000 fucking dollars for this car. And it needed an engine. Only the poor son of a bitch who bought it didn't know that it needed an engine. He probably thought it maybe just needed a coil or a spark plug. No, that's not gonna do it in this case. And uh, because he stated up front that it had an engine problem, he didn't have to worry about arbitration. It was sold as is and that was it was done and he made what did, what you know what did he make uh $5500 on it for the company okay so he's going to do that every time he's not going to he's not going to take a car and get it in and go well you know if I did this I could make 8 grand on it but I'd rather sell it to a technician that's not going to happen not going to happen so take that into account whenever you have to deal with these guys there was another thing that this guy did 
he was in charge of three mechanics and their job was to prep used cars for the lot for our used car lot because every new car dealer has a used car lot because honestly they don't make any money on new cars all the money is made on used cars like i said buy them low sell them high right so what he would do is he had these two technicians that were his used car technicians and he had them kind of by the throat not literally but figuratively and so what they would do is whenever they got a car that needed brakes and probably 90 percent of these cars needed brakes before they could be officially officially certified pre-owned officially they needed to have good brakes the measurements needed to be correct okay and in order to make them correct they would have had to replace the pads and the rotors but no no that's not what they did they turned a shitload of rotors and what they used to actually do is they would turn them and they would spray paint them with primer while they were turning them so that when you put them on the car, they look like they were brand new. They got really good at it. They're pretty much restoration guys. And then they would put the old pads back on, still had, you know, maybe, maybe plenty of meat, maybe not. Boom, certify it. And nobody knew anything. Nobody said anything to anybody about anything. They would sell the car and then in three, four, five months, it would need brakes and it would be covered under the certified pre-owned warranty. And so he got out of paying for them through the used car department. He got the manufacturer to pay for them through the certified pre-owned used car warranty. And I know they hate that, but uh, you know, they're not there and they're not sharp enough to check on every car. So that's what happened. But that's just one of the things that they would do, you know? Now, when you're talking about used car guys, you could easily become one um, but there's a <laughs> there's a there's a problem with the with selling used cars, and that's that you have to deal with the customers. And if you sell a used car, like say in your front yard, or maybe through Craigslist, or Facebook Marketplace, or something like that, you have to deal with a lot of horseshit. I know because I've tried to do it. Um, I had a car I bought a couple years ago. Probably shouldn't have bought it, but I did, and I, it required an ass ton of work to make it right. I did the work to make it right. It's good to go. I mean, I could probably drive it from New York to California right now if I wanted to. I know that it's good. Everything on it was that was beat up or was damaged or was replaced. I mean, it was catastrophically destroyed and I put it back together again and made it good as new. And it involved an ass load of time and an ass load of money, but I did it. And now, uh, in my efforts to sell it, I'm getting beaten about the head and neck area about how many miles the fucking thing has on it. It's like, seriously, I should have just taken it to the scrapyard because they're just killing me. Oh, it's got a lot of miles. And I go, well, I rebuilt the fucking motor. Well, yeah, it's still got a lot of miles. Because customers, you know, everybody's always got to beat the shit out of you over something, you know? And I'm not good at that, okay? If, if I try to sell a car and you come up to me and say, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong, I will look you straight in the eye and say, well, then don't buy it. And oh, by the way, get the fuck out of here. I don't put up with that shit too well, so... You know, if you're thinking about becoming a used car guy because it's lucrative, you may want to hire a salesman because that's how some of these guys do it. They don't even actually sell them. They just get them ready, buy them cheap, buy low and, and then make somebody else sell them high. So, and uh, believe me, when we're talking about trade-ins at the dealership, we're talking about buying low, real fucking low, okay? So my advice to you is if you have used car people in your building, and you probably do, whether or not they're you're working for a dealership and they actually work for the same company that you do, or whether they work for themselves and they're bringing you stuff that they want you to fix. Just remember, they're the low down, dirtiest, filthiest, cheapest, grubbiest, cock-sucking, money-grubbing bastards there are, okay? Just keep that in mind. 
They don't want to spend any money. You tell them that they need some cosmetic item, forget about it. You know, I'll just I'll just blacken it out with a Sharpie or something. It's it's bad. It's bad. So be wary of these people, okay? And if they want you to do substandard repairs, tell them to go somewhere else. Okay, tell them you're gonna have to have somebody else do them. Because I'm not gonna ruin my reputation by by doing something stupid and shitty to one of your fucking cars. And then when it fucks up, you go, well, the guy at the guy at so-and-so did it, you know? Bullshit. I'm not gonna let that happen. They can go fuck themselves. So they lose a couple hundred dollars. Fuck them. I don't care. Okay. So be careful of used car guys. Okay. Now that's all I have to say for you today. Listen, this is your uncle Jimmy. I wanted to just uh, take a second or two to to drum up a little business on on Facebook here for the site. If you got comments or you got a story about a used car guy, how he fucked you over, because there's tons of them out there, I'm sure. Um, If you got a comment, if you hate the podcast or if you like the podcast or maybe there's something I should do differently, definitely let me know. Um, We're also trying to set it up so that we can have uh, some of our listeners uh, phone in and actually be on the show. I think that that would be a gas. I think that would be a lot of fun. A lot of fun because I know a lot of you have a lot of goofy stories about shit that's gone on, not just with used car guys, but with cars and customers and, and fellow employees and, and whatever else goes on in your life. I know there's a lot of crazy shit going on out there and I'd like to hear it because I don't really have anything going on in my life at all. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that's enough of me. This is your Uncle Jimmy signing off from the Rock and Roll Garage. See ya.